trade Tobias Fire Doc trade Joel. Oh my God, how do we lose to the Charlotte Hornets? Look, I I, I understand, and I understand. I, I can get everyone's frustration tonight. Look, tonight we fall to the Charlotte Hornets, one hundred nine to ninety eight. Now I'm gonna be full, completely honest with you guys. This is a game where the Hornets completely took control of this game from the first quarter all throughout all four quarters. Um, there was a lot of things that were really frustrating, but let's think about this, right? The Charlotte Hornets have not beaten the Philadelphia 76ers since 2015. At some point, at some point, that losing streak has to get snapped, right? Right? It has to. You can't, they can't go 10 years without beating the Philadelphia 76ers. And unfortunately, it was tonight. There was a lot of things that drove me insane. But we took the loss. Seven-game winning streak is snapped. Joel Embiid gets some nice accolades. Um, but at the end of the day, Charlotte Hornets beat us in the little things. And it's all about the attention to detail. And the Hornets tonight, I really felt like they did that. And the Sixers did it. It's a frustrating loss, but we will move on. And we weren't able to sweep the Charlotte Hornets. And that's really all what it's all about. All right, guys, we're going to get into today's Sixers versus Hornets recap. Before we dive deep into this matchup here, Real quick, guys, if you're watching this live, whether you're on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel or on DSM Media, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. We talk Philly sports all the damn time, from the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, the Eagles, and the Union. So consider joining on in this family and subscribing to not only El Parcero Philly's channel, but DSM Media's channel as well. So let's get to let's get to it tonight, right, guys? So like I said, this was a game where um, Charlotte really set the tone right from the jump. They really controlled the game all throughout. They had as big of a lead as 20 points. And they would just go on these runs. They, they, uh, And like I said, we'll get to the, the little things that they did, but they really did the little things right all throughout the game. And that's really was the difference. I mean, beside uh, behind Gordon Hayward, who really was the hot hand tonight, he dropped 30 points tonight for the, for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. And they were finding shots. They were finding those mismatches, whether it be the pick and rolls, the switches. Um, you know, there was times where he he was just literally finding those mismatches throughout the, the first half. He was nine of nine going into the second half. He was perfect. And tonight he was perfect from a three point line. And he really led the way for the Charlotte Hornets. And remember the last time we faced off against these guys, they were going through their COVID situation. They were missing a lot of key players. And I was really curious to see LaMelo Ball here. tonight. This is the first time we've seen him since last year. I think we only saw him once last year until he got his injury, season ending injury. And I really was worried. I really thought LaMelo was going to be the guy who was going to do most of the damage here for the Charlotte Hornets, but it wasn't the case. Um, it was other guys. Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges was really leading the way um, for Charlotte. Terry Rozier also had a solid shooting night for them as well. Um, and for the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, look, here, let's, let's, let's put it blankly here. So here, here is really where the Sixers really fell tonight. All right. So first off, Charlotte did a great job of moving the ball around. I really felt like their ball movement was really crisp. LaMelo Ball led the way with eight assists, but they had 29 assists in general. Um, they had nine steals. The Sixers turned the ball over 16 times. Yes, 16 times. Charlotte shot much better from the field, although the Sixers were better from the three-point line. Um, and then the free throws. I was very surprising. They missed 10 free throws. This is usually a, a, a stat where the Sixers really do well, especially when you have solid free throw shooters like Tobias, like Joel Embiid. I was very shocking to see them shoot 64% from the free throw line. I usually don't see that very often. Now, here's really where it's where you're going to get upset here, guys. Points in the paint. Remind you, the Sixers have Joel, Hans, and Bead. They shot only 34 points in the paint. Charlotte with Miles Plumlee. 
Um, Miles, Miles, uh, uh, why am I blanking on? Um, Miles Bridges, I was completely blanking on. They they had 56 points in the paint. Oh, it, the Sixers only had 34 points in the paint. Like that, that makes no sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. The fast break points, 25 to 14. Charlotte had 25. The Sixers had 14. That right there, again, the Charlotte Hornets did those little things tonight, those attention detail type of things that really set the tone there. Now, as far as the Sixers, why weren't they able to get on a run and, and, and get back into the Now, one of the issues being, look, the Sixers coming off a seven-game winning streak, and that was really nice. We talked about this before. The quality of opponents they really faced off against really was not that good in the seven games. They, they beat a Brooklyn team in Brooklyn. That was really nice. Um, they did have a, they did have a healthy Tyrese Maxey. Joel B. They had a lot of their starters in that game. Tyrese Maxey came back for the first time since uh, coming back from COVID was tonight, and uh, you know he had a tough time. I really felt like we were back to square one to before when he had COVID. He, trying to integrate him in the offense, trying to fit him in the offense, I really felt like that was a struggle here tonight. He he finished with ten points, four of thirteen from the field, and two of four uh, from the three point line, and added on three assists. But I really felt like. He had a tough time trying to fit in into the starting lineup, and that was one of the main issues here tonight. Uh, Joel Embiid, big night again, and can, we got to give kudos. We got we got to we got to give our kudos to our big man. Thirty-one points here tonight. Now that, that makes eight straight games where he has scored thirty or more points consecutively. That is, breaks a Sixers record. So kudos to Joel Embiid. What he's done this year is truly remarkable. But I will come at Joel Embiid tonight. Why? Why, you ask? 31 points, very nice. Um, the issue being, there was times throughout this game, and we've seen this before from Joel Embiid, and I don't really, I, I can't really uh, fault him at for it, but th there was no one else really stepping up for Joel Embiid tonight. He had seven turnovers. He got back to the hero ball. He was trying to take on double teams. When you're, when you're backing down, right, and you start seeing, you, you know that they're going to start collapsing on the double team. You, you, you see P.J. Washington breaking down and trying to come down on that double D. You need to have the awareness and see what's going on around the perimeter. You have four guys on the perimeter ready to shoot at will. You got to give them the opportunity. Because, listen, those turnovers hurt. And those turnovers really killed us here tonight. We 14 turnovers tonight. And we, we just talked about the points on the fast break that the Charlotte Hornets had as well. That's not going to help us. We understand the skill set to Joel Embiid has. We understand on any given night, Joel Embiid can take over a game. We get this. But seven turnovers is going to kill you. Three assists as well is not enough either. Now, look, like I said, no one else was really stepping up. Tobias Harris was the second leading scorer with 17 points. Again, not an efficient night. It was a little bit better than what we saw on Monday. Six of 14, uh, 42% from the field, two of five from the three-point line. Um, he got comfortable on that corner three spot. That was really his comfort comfort zone tonight. Uh, he was three or four from the free throw line. He gave you a little something, right? 17 points is 17 points. He gave you a little something. Again, I'm still concerned about his efficiency. That that to me needs to get better for for Tobias Harris. But um, from as far as the rest of the starters, Seth Curry, 10 points. We already talked about Tyrese Maxey, 10 points. Not enough from those guys. And then you had Matisse Thibel starting in the lineup again. Um, he did not play in the fourth quarter. Now, I'm really curious of why was he did not play in that fourth quarter. Was he injured? We do not know. Probably Doc's talking about it now in the presser, and I'll get to that after this after this recap. But uh, zero points, 0 of 2 from the field, 0 for 2 from the three-point line. Uh, I thought he had a really good game on Monday. 
Uh, what he dropped like 14 points. It was a really solid outing from Matisse Thibel. And tonight it was just a zero um, and just not getting acclimated. And I did see he was on a podcast. I, I'm blanking on what the podcast was, but he was talking about his involvement in the offense. And it was really, really interesting to hear. And it is so true. And this is what I want Matisse Thibel to continue working on and focusing on. When you're a player on a team, you don't always have to be the superstar. Right. There's those little things that you can do. And he definitely does that. Right. So what Matisse Thibault, you know, uh, doing those cuts, um, just making that having those movements off the ball to create space for a guy like Joel Embiid, especially. And that is the that is the uh, evolution of Matisse Thibault. We know he's a, a defensive stud. He's going to win defensive player of the year eventually. But for right now, what we need him to work on is being a, more of a contributor on offense. So that, that, that's that's still going to be a work in progress for Matisse Thibault, and that will come soon. Danny Green left the game early. He only played nine minutes in this game. Um, he left it like in the first half, uh, sometime in the second quarter. Uh, he fell down very awkwardly um, after falling to the ground, and he left, did not come back in this game. I mean, I don't know what else to say about Danny Green. I know you guys want him out of Philadelphia. Uh, he's a piece that's very valuable into the playoffs, but... This dude has played a lot of basketball in his career. I mean, my man's got what, four rings. It's for a reason. So it's definitely concerning him leaving the game. Curious to see what his uh, injury status it will be as well um, going forward, too. So we'll see how that turns up. Um, in the second half, we did see uh, Doc Rivers going back to the Twin Towers. If you guys remember, we saw that last week against the Orlando Magic when you saw a lot of um, Wendell Carter Jr. and Mo Bamba. Doc decided to run those twin towers, and in that game, that worked out very well. He put it in. He, he decided to go run with that in this game here tonight to kind of use that bully ball to to kind of neutralize the finesseness of the Charlotte Hornets. I, I like it. I do like. I do like having that car in your back pocket. I just think that he ran with that a little bit too much. You're down by more than ten points. You need points. Two big men down in the paint really not spacing out the court and getting you a high efficiency shot. So you use it, but it was just used way too much in, in the second half in this game. Now Drummond two point uh he had he had only had two points here tonight and he that two points really honestly was a beautiful two points. He had this nice drive win the paint. He gets a ball uh or he spins off of Miles Plumley and then he goes right down the lane and he yams right on PJ Wash or no it was Martin Cody Martin did not even want anything to do with Andre Drummond um but Drummond also had eight boards here tonight um but again the twin towers you got to know when to use it how long to use it and in a game where you're behind I really don't want to see it too much so that's something that Mr uh Doc Rivers is going to have to keep in mind for can Corkmas with 14 points coming off the bench tonight um, George's Niang only played 15 minutes, had three points, so nothing too crazy. George's is kind of obviously been cold for right now, but uh, I wonder, Ferky, Ferky in the fourth quarter, he got knocked in the ribs a little bit by uh, Miles Turner or Miles Bridges, I'm sorry, um, and he was a little, he was a little shaken up. So I'm curious to see how uh, how he's holding up with that little rib injury. Stay hydrated, my friends, but. Um, look, overall, listen, this this game it, it is definitely it was definitely frustrating. I mean, we just snapped a, a a win streak that we had not only in the season, but against the Charlotte Hornets. Like I mentioned at the top of this, we haven't lost to the Charlotte Hornets since 2015. And Charlotte's been a bad team over the past couple of years. They got some solid guys on this team. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I've talked about it before when we faced off against them earlier. I mean, I've always wanted Miles, I wanted Miles Bridges in that draft 
where, of course, as we all know, we traded Michael Bridges for one Zaire Smith. Uh, and he's turning out to be a solid player. He's 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 a guy who's a perfect uh, example of a stretch four in the modern game. And then you got a Lamella ball facilitating. Man's got the confidence of none other. It's crazy. And then Gordon Hayward, it was his night. It was just his night. And then Charlotte ran with it. And you kind of saw what happened. And Terry Rozier has been finding a nice little spot there in Charlotte, being that two there um, for the Hornets. So um, it was just an efficient night for the Charlotte. And they did the little things right here tonight, like I mentioned. And it is going to be frustrating. And I know people are going to come down at Tobias Harris. It, it just feels like Tobias is like always a scapegoat for, for Sixers fans. And I get it. Um, and I just mentioned that like, to me, I feel like his efficiency needs to be better on a night like tonight. Um, but listen, it, 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 it was, it was Charlotte's night. It was just flat out Charlotte's night. And unfortunately, listen, the, the record at home has been pretty bad for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, it's not like what it was the past couple seasons. I don't know what it is. Wells Fargo Center hasn't had that same allure that it's had the past couple seasons. It's definitely frustrating, but, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be more important. Uh, once we get into the playoffs, so we shall see what happens, man. But um, I wanted to talk about the uh, other news for the Sixers as well, and then we'll get to your comments, questions, and concerns. Um, but of course, Tobias Harris has been thrown around. Not only the trade rumors, but there was a there was a rumor today was tweeted out. Uh, Tobias has has going through some shoulder tendonitis. Yeah, so could that be affecting his shot? Could that be the reason why he hasn't been as efficient? Look. Tendonitis is no joke. It can really affect their game, um, but he's going out there. He's playing. He's giving it his all. He's trying his best, uh, but you know, right now with the trade rumors, I'm sure Tobias is hearing it, and I'm sure Tobias is wanting to go out there and prove that to the Sixers that he belongs here. Now, obviously, we've heard the trade rumors, and um, we haven't talked about it on here, but it seems as if the Sixers are looking to move on from uh, Tobias. He's been thrown around in some trade talks, a uh, potential package deal. That would set uh, that would possibly send Ben and Tobias for a star player. Daryl is looking to upgrade this team as best as he can. I think he sees exactly as well. And for a lot of Sixers fans, when they look at the Sixers team, it is tough for them to get excited because they see this team. And when you stack it up with the likes of the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the Miami Heat, it just it just doesn't stack up exactly the same as as those other teams. And, and obviously Daryl sees that as well, and he's trying to upgrade, but it's tough because, you know, I think this team has depth. I just, I've constantly talked about this team just needs that point guard, that facilitator, that ball, that ball spacer as well, a uh, four spacer, I'm sorry, as well. So it, it's it's definitely a tough spot. Now, when it comes to a Tobias-Harris trade, here's the problem with actually both Ben and Tobias. We, yeah, we could we upgrade from Tobias? Yeah, could we upgrade from Ben? Of course we can upgrade from Ben. But the issue being is that we, Ellen kind of fucked this up and locked both of those guys into ridiculous contracts that now how the hell are we going to get out of it, right? Like, it, it's just tough, especially with Tobias, man. Tobias is, at best, a good third option on a team. The problem on this team is that we don't even have a second option behind Joel Embiid. And he makes way too much money to be a third option. 180. How are you gonna? How are you going to convince a team to take on that contract when with the production that he gives doesn't match the contract? And that's the problem right now with with Tobias Harris. Look, would it be nice to package Ben and Tobias for a Damian Lillard type of player? Oh, of course it would be. 
but I think it is a little unrealistic to get what we want out of both of these players. And I'll be quite honest with you guys. I, I, I know I've been a bit much of a Tobias defender, but I honestly don't think it is a good idea to trade Tobias because I don't think that we can get the value that we're expecting and that we need in the return for Tobias Harris because of that contract. And it's not the worst case possible of keeping Tobias Harris. I mean, Tobias provides veteran leadership. He is a glue guy within the locker room. And like I said, he is a good third option. The problem is we just we need to find a second option somehow. Now, obviously, we've seen a lot of trades. There was the one trade today. Um, I think that ESPN put it out there, uh, trading away Ben and Matisse Thibault to Boston for Jalen Brown and Hernan Gomez. I, I would be in on that. I, I obviously would be concerned about losing the defensive prowess when you trade away Matisse Thibel and Ben Simmons, literally your two best players from the top defense of last season. That would definitely hurt as well. Um, but I like Jalen Brown. I, I think he's a difference maker. I think that he's underrated as a defender as well. And it, it's, it, I, it's one of those options where I do like. Now, obviously, we talked about Boston and Philly potentially trading with one another earlier on in the year and Daryl Morey highball and Brad Stevens and Brad just like hangs up the phone on him. Um, but it's, it is going to be tough. And I, and I think realistically, I do think Ben does leave. Obviously, um, Woj tweeted out today that Rich Paul actually had lunch with Daryl. I wonder where those guys ate today, huh? Uh, probably the view on, uh, on 50 or whatever it's called. I forget what I was called. Um, but yeah, so they, they had lunch today and I wonder what that conversation was like. I was, I would love to be a fly in that, in that, on that wall. Um, but no, no developments have happened. It seems as if that still Ben is going to hold out. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to come back any, any sooner. So, um, it, it, it is an interesting situation. And as much as this team is, you know, they're in the fight of it. They're, they are in a playoff spot. Now, right now they're still in the fifth seed. Um, as much as they win, obviously tonight kind of highlighted some of those um, the, those weaknesses for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, th this team still needs a piece or two, and it's clearly evident that this team kind of does need a piece or two. And then it's, listen, tonight it, it, you're you were not going to continue winning; like it was bound to happen. And you know, to 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 allow a winning streak snap like this, you haven't lost to Charlotte Hornets 2015. That is definitely a tough pill to swallow. But there's going it, it, we have two big games coming up this weekend back to back. We'll get to that in a second, but um, it's it was definitely bound to happen. So let's get to some of these comments, questions and concerns, guys. Of course, of course, on YouTube, you can definitely leave in your uh, your comments or questions, or concerns about tonight's game um, and TikTok. I know how y'all like to run, but if you guys have any basketball questions, comments or concerns, definitely throw it in the chat and uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get it going here, guys. So let's start off with YouTube. Uh, Johnny J letting letting us know get and beat some help. That is Johnny J's message. Get Joel Hans and beat some help. Look, um, this the, tonight was a night where the shooting wasn't there. I mean, Seth only had ten. Tyrese only had ten. Uh, you had fourteen off the bench for Furkan, um, and, and Danny Green went down as well. But like we kind of just talked about. You know, if it, this team, if it's together and everyone's healthy and I'm talking shake is back, you got Danny Green healthy, Furky's on fire like he has been over the past couple of games, Tyrese doing his thing, Seth doing his thing. This is a team that has enough spacing for Joel Embiid. But the problem is, if one guy's off, this team is is fucked, <laughs> it is flat out fucked. 
Um, but man, I, I I agree. Get some get Joel Embiid some help. I think these guys need to help Joel Embiid, and I do like you know Joel Embiid's been talking about it as well. I do like Joel Embiid grabbing a couple of these guys, putting them under his wing. Um, you see how he's how he's joking around with Tyrese Maxey, like you was as tonight when <laughs> that that Toronto Raptors game where he made like three field goals. Um, I I appreciate that type of stuff. He wants all these guys to get better. He's bringing these guys on his way. You're seeing the maturation, Joel Embiid taking that next step as being a leader, and that's great stuff to see as well. But is it enough? Is it enough? And that's the question. That's why everyone is so concerned and freaking out about the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's honestly viable concerns, man. Honestly, viable concerns. Uh, Philly Sports. I, uh, first off, Re33YT. I appreciate you coming on in, man. Thank you so much. Philly Sports Ice King. Who won? Um, would you be mad if I told you the Hornets won? Because they did. Charlotte Hornets, Hornets snapped a uh, essentially a six-year drought against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they lost to we we lost to the Hornets uh one one oh nine to ninety-eight. We didn't even score a hundred points here tonight. They did a good job of of shutting us down. I don't really think they did anything crazy. I just felt like it wasn't our night. We weren't knocking down our shots, and Joel and B was trying to play hero ball. And when you match those two together, uh that's that's why we lost here tonight. I'm curious to see what was I want to see this the last game. The Hornets won. I'm so curious. 2015. So that was definitely um, the last year of the process. So obviously, Charlotte that definitely could have gotten a win there. But okay, so here we go. All right. So April 4th, 2015, the final win that the Charlotte Hornets had against the Philadelphia 76ers. So, ladies and gentlemen, your starting lineup for the Philadelphia 76ers against the, uh, the last time they lost to the Hornets. Starting at point guard, you had Ish Smith. At the two guard, you had Robert Covington. Uh, we had Jeremy Grant at the three. That's <laughs> a Jeremy Grant. Nerlens Noel at the four. Yo, who remembers the original Furky? Furkan Aldemir, man. I thought this kid was going to be the next Dirk. I'm totally kidding. I thought he was going to be a, a player for us. And I think he was here for like a year, a year and a half. Uh, he was your starting center on the night. Um, the leading scorer for the Sixers uh, was a tie between Ishmith and Rocco. Um, and then off the bench, you had Luke Mbamute, Joel Embiid's boy. I wonder what he's doing. He's been doing some great things down in Africa, uh, building the... Uh, recognition of the game and giving back to the community hollis thompson yo hollis thompson the uh process or i'm sorry yeah the process legend himself man he was here for like four years absolutely wow glenn robinson the third uh he actually had another stint with us in 2020 uh when that trade against the golden state with the golden state warriors Jakar Samson, yo, he was actually on the Pacers last year. It's absolutely wild. And then Henry Sims, this is crazy. This is absolutely wild. I wonder who's on the Hornets. Um, you had Kemba Walker, obviously starting at guard. Gerald Henderson at the two. Uh, we had Marvin Williams and uh, Jeffrey Taylor as the forwards. Bismack Biombo, remember the Biombos? Uh, he was the starting center for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and their bench was Mel Williams. Didn't, I think Mo played here for a minute. P.J. Harrison, Jason Max Max Maxiel, 
Uh, no Von Lay, man, another one of those busts. Um, and Lance Stevenson had seven minutes. I wonder if he got hurt in that game. But yeah, that was the last time the Charlotte Hornets beat the Philadelphia 76ers on April 4th, 2015. The 33 and 43 Charlotte Hornets. And yes, the Philadelphia 76ers did not even get 20 wins. They were 18 and 59. So great, great, uh, great look of memory down the lane. Absolutely hilarious. But that was the uh, that was that matchup. Philly fan, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? Yes, the Eagles are going to beat the Bucks. Yes. I had to give love to that one. Ryan's checking on it. What's happening, Ryan? What's going on? Joel Need mate needs major help to help out with Joel and Bead scoring. Um, yes. And like we mentioned, Ryan, uh, guys you need to step up here tonight. Um, there wasn't just enough spacing. There wasn't enough guys stepping up in that first half. It, it first half, really, it was Joel Embiid. It was all Joel Embiid in that first half. Second half, you had a couple other guys uh, stepping up. We just talked about the Twin Towers. Shouts to uh, Amy Fadul. I, I like the little analogy calling um, jo uh, Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond Center City. It is Center City when when we get that out there. But yeah, that was that got ran too much, man. That just got ran way too much, man. Bulls best in the East. That's right. What's up, Chris Bucks? What's happening? They are the best in the East. That's right. Um, they are currently in first place, and of course, we can. Uh, we can definitely look at that, but uh, the standings right now, as they stand, the Bulls still in first. The Nets two and a half back in second place. The Miami Heat on third place will be facing off against those boys this weekend. The Bucks in fourth still. The Philadelphia 76ers in fifth. The Cleveland Cavs in sixth. The Hornets helped themselves tonight, moving up to seventh place. The uh, Toronto Raptors in eighth. Wizards in ninth, and of course uh, the Boston Celtics hold the 10th place uh, with with 21 wins, uh, just a slight, a half game up on the New York Knicks. All right, guys, so what we're going to do now, uh, so real quick, guys, I wanted to give a little shout-out um, to the Eagles Uncensored Podcast. Um, they're going through stuff, and listen, we all know how this community is. We are a family, and anytime someone need, is in need, we always want to give back. So, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to bring on a friend to kind of explain the situation, kind of how you guys can help out. Um, but remember, remember, guys, it's all about giving back, guys. So let's bring on uh, Positive Philly to talk. Just me and you on this so we can on. explain this together. Okay. What's Is up, that Positive all right? Philly? Hold on. Just give me one second. I'm trying to get this all together. Positive Philly, uh, you got two minutes, man. All right. Just kind of explain what's going on, man. What's going on with the Eagles Uncensored? Eagles Uncensored. Um. We're, we're on with El Parcero Philly right now. So basically, um, for those of y'all who don't understand what's going on, um, Philly Foothills, he is a um, Philadelphia Eagles content creator on, um, you know, YouTube um, Saturday, an hour before the Eagles game. Him and his family had a um, tragedy. They lost their 26-year-old son. He passed away. Um, but uh, we are raising um, money right now. We have a GoFundMe. His brother, Eagles Uncensored, uncreated that. And... Um, Right now we are at what is it, AK? One thousand one thousand six hundred eighty dollars. One thousand six hundred eighty dollars. Um, I don't want to speak too much. I'm just gonna let him talk for the last minute. Um I can say what you say what you want to say, AK to Upper Sarah Philly. Awesome stuff. What's going on, man? Can you hear him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pr pretty much. It's it's like he said. Uh, this past Saturday, an hour before the Dallas game, uh, my dude, my brother went over, found his son deceased, um, and you know, 
I, I started creating a fundraiser here on GoFundMe for him because, you know, I've lost loved ones. I've lost important people in my life. I, I know how it is mentally and physically. It's very draining, you know, so no matter what I can do to lighten their hearts and lighten their wallet, I want to do. Um, I, I have a... Um, I have a special goal that I set was 5k because I know funerals can go from five to 10 to 12 grand sometimes. Yes, sir. Um, so, you know, I'm just sitting here just trying to grind day in and day out and reach my goal and, uh, you know, just, just support his family and everything they're going through because talk about Tiffany so as well, much to this community, you know, this Eagles community, he, he helps out all the time. He does things for people. He, he, mm. He shouts people out. You know, he's nothing but the kindest man in the world. And Absolutely. For this to happen to him, it's tragic. And, you know, no, a son should have to bury a parent. No parent should ever have to bury a child. So, you know, we're just trying to get some money together to help my guy out. Absolutely. Uh, the Raheem Mozart helmet. Touch on that real quick. Is that okay? One more thing now for Sarah? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, and, and not just that, but uh, he um, – Positive really got me in touch with Tiffany. Tiffany um, Green, Harley Bill. Yeah, Tiffany Green, Harley Bill, and uh, she she's gonna send me a little mini helmet, Eagles mini helmet that's signed by Raheem Moser, and, and we're going to do a raffle. I haven't decided yet if it's gonna be five or ten dollars, but um, if if you donate and you pitch money in, uh, we're gonna do a little giveaway, and whoever wins will receive the helmet, and then all the donations that went towards the helmet will go towards my guy as well. Awesome, that's re that's really awesome, man. I, I I commend you for all the work you're doing. Like I said, Can man, you hear him? someone. Okay. A little bit, it's hard. Hey, hold on, El Parcero. Nah, just real quick. Okay, I'll I just try to connect you to my speaker. Just really quick. All right, cool. We're we're good. Hold on. <laughs> hey, go ahead. I'm gonna um uh, I'm I'm gonna repeat everything you said. Go ahead. Hey, listen. This is gonna be this is gonna be uh recorded anyways. But listen, I just wanted to commend you for what you're doing. Right, like you, like you said, it, it's it is always tough losing someone, and a son or a, a parent should never have to bury their son. And I completely agree with you. And that's really the important message when someone is going through something. You're never alone, and I think that's very important, and I really commend you of what you're trying to do. And we just shared out the link here for the GoFundMe so you guys can help out the, the Foothills so because, much, like you mentioned, Sarah. the funeral costs are can be extremely ridiculous. So anything you guys can give uh, from a dollar, $5, $10, $20, whatever you can, 20, guys can uh, give listen, a penny definitely can help out. Man. Dollars. Anything, is, <laughs> anything helps, honestly. Um, and I listen, this is, this is more than football. This is more than um, TikTok. It, this is um, somebody's son somebody's family member so um absolutely you know absolutely. I, I was live for six hours today and i raised 170 hours in my dream that's awesome man congratulations brother so yeah that's doing that's your part awesome. man to say i'm not proud of myself that's an understatement you know you should be proud of yourself as well el parcero i just met an la galaxy fan tonight and i told him to go check out my man el parcero affiliate talk some mls that's um, awesome stuff i appreciate that man appreciate you know, that he's gonna do that listen like i really do appreciate everything you've done for me i haven't um i gotta turn my camera and talk to my guy we haven't met in real life yet. We've we've talked through the screen a million times. I will I I will meet you. I just Philadelphia <laughs> we'll Union. Get it Pretty soon, within this with this month, we need to do a um Philadelphia Union show together. If that's okay. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely set something up, man. We're we're gonna have to hop off here, man. But I appreciate you bringing this great message to light here, hey, man. And we'll definitely so do our we part, all man. Appreciate you. Um, 
Yes, thank you, man. I Absolutely, it. man. Thank you. Not a problem. Not a problem. Thank you, guys, you so much. You guys take Go care. Birds. Let me know and whatever else I can do. Whatever you guys can do, uh, share it. Um, on make a TikTok. You know, when if, if tomorrow, if you have the time, and um, just you know, let the people know this is this is more than football. This is more than TikTok, and um, we're we're here for him, and uh, we would want him to be here for us. So, El Parcero, I just want to thank you for you know allowing me to um come on the stream and um talk uh, uh share this out i really do appreciate it it means a lot absolutely man absolutely we'll stay in touch brother all right you take care now hey shout out to joel and b too shout to jojo the jojo absolutely mvp absolutely great stuff so guys yeah so the gofundme link is in the chat i will put it in the descriptions below as well wherever you stream podcasts i'll have that as well in there but listen someone's in need right now it is a definitely tough time. Just put yourself, if you aren't a parent, imagine if you were a parent and you had to bury your own kid. It's definitely heartbreaking. So if we can help out in any way, we definitely will. But uh, guys, that's going to do it for this recap. I know everyone's frustrating, but at least listen, uh, we got a big weekend. So Friday night, the Sixers are going to be in Boston for the final one against the Celtics in the garden. So that's going to be a 7 o'clock tip-off. And then on Saturday for a back-to-back, they will be in they'll be in Miami. So two tough away games here. And hopefully the Sixers will be able to uh to at least split it. Can we at least get that a split? That'd be really nice. All right, guys. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. And of course, you can find us wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Look it up for under Oi and Philly Sports. We put all of our recaps on there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and we're telling you guys, trust that damn process. Talk to you guys soon.